Welcome to Glow Up or Get Out. In today's episode, we're going to go over some questions we received on maybe two videos ago mm-hmm. regarding starting small business or starting a business in general. As you may notice, or maybe you don't, <laughs> um, we've been gone for a couple weeks. It might have just been one for us. seems like two. Yeah. Um, but we had a couple family emergencies happen. And, you know, we just had to take the week off. And now we're back on track. So enjoy this episode. Let's get right into the question, shall we? Yeah. Okay, question number one. What advice would you have for someone who wants to start their own business but is somewhat conflict-averse? I can foresee that for a business that provides a surface such as cleaning, conflict, or disagreement with customers or clients is highly likely, and someone like me would be reluctant to push back or hold my ground. This is something that holds me back from starting a service business. Okay, I have a question. Does this mean that this person is so reluctant, like she she wouldn't? I think it's like if, yeah. So if someone was to say, you didn't clean, like. You, you didn't clean, clean well. Yeah, you didn't clean well. They would, one, probably be like, oh, God, conflict, I'm scared. Or like, like, yeah, you're right. I don't want to do with it. Yeah, like, okay, sorry, here's your money back or something. Right. I think that honestly just comes down to confidence again and just, like, knowing your worth. Yeah. And, of course, as much as you can prepare for situations like that, like, knowing how you would respond if that were to happen. Yeah. So, for the cleaning business, maybe that's, okay, I understand, but, like, these are what the things we agreed to. This is what I provided to you. Let's take a look at that contract again and, like, send me photos or show me what wasn't to your likings or yeah and hopefully I can improve on that in the future and maybe offer a discount so you keep them as a client like there's ways to go about conflict that don't have to be like a screaming match or like angry aggressive it it can be fine so yeah I think if you're conflict averse maybe try just preparing yourself as much as possible for situations like that yeah they're bound to happen but they're rare they are rare yeah I think very much what you said I think at the same time you should also be open to critique Mm -hmm. um and realizing that sometimes these conflicts as you may see them may not necessarily be conflicts but just like a learning lesson for you to understand what to better yourself in or like Sam said you know this is the time not to necessarily like stand your ground, but just kind of gauge like an understanding of where maybe the expectations lied beforehand. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's so important to have like a, a, not a guideline, but like having... I mean contracts. Contracts. But I feel like for a cleaning service, you wouldn't necessarily have a contract. So there's like certain types of businesses where like a formal contract doesn't necessarily like fit. But this is why you should have like in written or like text, just like have something like a guideline of what your expectations are like what expectations they have that you need to meet that way you understand like this is like the goal Mm -hmm. and then if they have a problem with what you've done already that's when you go back to like okay back to the cleaning example you told me to clean the bathrooms I and the kitchen especially the stove or whatever and if she said I don't like the way that you clean the stove then you guys can talk about the way that this stove was cleaned like and yeah. what what difference they would like to see and then like you said there's a way to go about it afterwards so like aftercare of like taking care of your clients meaning you either give them a discount or you try to 
rework the expectations of what was originally like how you word things or how right. you describe your service to your clients. Right. It's a learning lesson sometimes. And sometimes people just suck, but Yeah. <laughs> and then you get those, you know, stranglers that just are just really not nice. And um, those you could leave. Yeah. But also leave them nicely so that you don't end up having enemies. Enemies. <laughs> yeah, I would say I mean, I think if you're super conflict averse or just like in general, I feel like having a contract for any business is beneficial though. Even if it's informal. Like you said, formal contracts might not make sense. Like you lay out every single little detail. Like a signature or whatever, yeah. But more so just like these are the services I'm providing. I'm cleaning the kitchen, the bath, and blah. And yeah. then sign it. Yeah, like just having, quick. having like a layout of what you're expected to do. Yeah. Just simple. I think that covers that question. Yeah. The next question, it says, do you have any thoughts on age and starting a business? You're both very young, but what about someone in their 40s or 50s? Is that too late? If not, what advice would you have for someone that age in that age bracket? Uh, number one, I you're don't, never too old. Yeah, you're never too old. I feel like there's never a right or wrong age to start a new adventure. Although definitely people in different age groups ha- are going through different like yeah, adversities different barriers. and barriers. So, you know, maybe if you're a single mom and you're in your 30s, but you're alone and you're trying to start a business, that might be a little bit more difficult than someone starting a business who lives at home with their parents, you know? Yeah. The, the conflicts and, like, the the boundaries that you have or the, sorry, the, is that the right word? The difficult, the, 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 the things that are setting you the back. Boundaries, the, bar- the boundaries, barriers, the barriers. The barriers. <laughs> the barriers oh you God. have can vary, but I don't think that there's, like, a wrong age to yeah. start anything. Yeah. I think if you're in your 40s or 50s, you have things that we don't have. Right. Like you have experience in whatever it is the business you're starting in life. In life, in yeah. just everything. So you you have more than what it takes to start a business compared to us. I mean, of course, there's the other part where it's like, oh, if you're trying to get into marketing at 40, 50 or modeling, like you need to know your niches and like being very calculated calculated analytical. analytical about like where you're starting yeah but it's not impossible that's like what we're getting to I think yeah. that it re- it really does matter on what your strengths are and how you're gonna go about it but yeah age age shouldn't be a barrier for you yeah for how how do you like break break out of that and get into your business yeah I think that's dependent on what you're trying to do, but I think in general... Like anything else, fake it till you make it. Yeah. It's probably, depending on what you're doing, it could be easier to fake it. Like if you're doing consulting and you're in your 40s or 50s and you've done something for your whole life and you have, you know, proof of that, whether it's jobs or life experience, then you, you're like set up. Like yeah. people will trust that. Like, like it's like nannies. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, old nannies. Like, young parents are, like, comfortable hiring older... Older nannies. Older nannies rather than, like, a young girl because it's like, oh, well... They have They know what they're doing. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Not like the cat in the hat nanny. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. She was just a sleeper row in the fucking closet. (laughs) But, yeah, I think just realize, like, yeah, realize your strengths and, like, just play on them, you know? You might think that you're maybe a little bit too far out to, like, now have a business, but I don't think that that's true because you, like we said, probably hold 
some type of knowledge that we don't also maybe more trust from the general population yeah that because of your age you know that you might look a little more trustworthy that versus us who are in our 20s fresh out of college almost and like people don't really think that these that we have like the experience. knowledge or experience that it takes to to be doing this right Last tip on that that I have would be inspire yourself. Look up people who started businesses later in life because there's definitely success stories. So many. Yeah. I think, isn't Bill Gates one of those people? I think so. I think he started in his 40s. I might be Girl, wrong. Girl, I don't know. Somebody did. So just look up yeah. biz- people that started businesses later in life because it's never too late. I always use the example of Anderson Pack. He didn't start being like a incredible well not not that he wasn't an incredible (laughs) musician but he wasn't acknowledged Mm. by like the public Mm. until his 30s not he didn't start really late but he was just acknowledged later so it's sometimes like also it just takes a long time you know the next question how do you cope with the risk of failure would your answer be different if aged older i fear there is more to lose at later stages of life than when young do you agree or am i just overthinking it Okay, well, I think number one, it really depends on your outlook on life because I think that life in general should never, like, stop at a certain point just because you're getting older. Like, your entire life, there's, like, risk for failure. Sure, maybe when you're older, there's a little bit more to lose if you have, like, a mortgage and, you know, a family started already. But at the same time, like, there's not going to be, unless you're completely, like, fuck my job, I'm going to just do this full time now. I think that there's some way to work around those, like, barriers that you have, like we said earlier. Not necessarily, like, do you have to just full-blown do something right now? Like, you can start slowly and get yourself there. But anyway, like, you should not feel like you, like, you can't do this right now because you at a, you at, or you are at a later stage in life than we are. Yes. I mean, do you agree or are you just overthinking it? I think we all overthink things a lot, which is totally fine and that's valid how you feel. But yes, you may be overthinking it. I mean, listen, I am 23. I am working a full-time job while doing this. Because of that reason, I not necessarily have a lot to lose, but I have rent to pay. I have a dog to feed and, you know, medical bills and stuff like that. Like, I have those, some of the same things, and I feel like that's why you just need to, like, weigh your options and change your perspective and kind of just go with something that, like, allows you to do both. Mm -hmm. I feel like the overthinking aspect is good, though, because it's good to be overprepared rather than underprepared. So if you're asking these questions, then obviously you're not going to be one of those people who just jumps into something and is like, oh, let's everything just go downhill. I think, yeah, just being smart about it. But how do we cope with the risk of failure? And would it be different if we were aged older? I mean, coping with the risk of failure. Failure is inevitable. I I think think you just don't think about the failure part until you get there. (laughs) Like, say we did like this, like, Things have happened where we've had a client and they didn't like it. That could be considered a failure. But instead of us thinking, oh, we failed at that, it's like we learned from that. Yeah. And we're going to keep it moving. Yeah, definitely like changing perspective on what failure means. Yeah. There's this one TED Talk that I watched. It was about failure. And 
this guy said you should be eager to fail versus like scared to fail because it means that you're getting closer to the thing that you're trying to perfect. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it that way, you shouldn't be scared of failure. I think in that case, you should really welcome welcome it and for, not force it, but like force yourself to be in a place where you're, you're constantly like ready to go and changing the way that you do your business because that's the only way that it's going to be perfected and you're going to start making money and being successful. Yeah. If we were older... I understand. I feel like our perspectives would be, like, a little yeah mm, more fearful of failing. But I think that it's, like, I mean, what is failure to you anyways? Like, is failure just a client didn't, like, that didn't turn out well, so that's failure. Is failure, like, your whole business goes under and you failed? Because even if that happens, there's safeties in place. Like, you go into things like this with safeties in place so that even if you fail you're not just, like, dead in the water. Like, yeah. you have safety. <laughs> so, and like we said, changing your perspective, you learned something from that, and you'll probably start something else with all of the knowledge you learned from that experience. There's, like, a lot that could go into that. I mean, I wish we had better advice if you were aged older how our fear of failure would be, but hopefully our young, ambitious minds <laughs> inspire you to I think push past. Yeah, I mean, also the fact that you're gaining a perspective from a young, a younger crowd, I think that is really a good mindset to go into because I've, just like when I think about me being a kid, I thought the world was literally, and like I can be anything that I wanted and I can yeah. do whatever I wanted. And that still remains true what, whether or not I believe it currently. But the thing that changed was life and life gave me experiences that made me fearful of like failure and like those other things that I can't do supposedly. So I think it only gets a lot more intense as you grow older, you get more fearful of risk. And so I think reminding yourself and looking towards a younger perspective also can be very helpful and make you realize that that is still a possibility for you whether or not you like feel scared about it yeah like it's still possible and it's never too late you know yeah especially if the people you surround yourself with are more your age group like us we hang out with people mostly in our age group but when we sit down and listen to somebody who's older than us and hear their experiences and stories like that also still inspires us yeah it's good to get other perspectives. perspectives for sure this question says where do you draw a line on being willing to negotiate a price or service Sorry, a price for a service with a customer. Is it better to be firm or open to negotiation? When selling a product, you could say can't negotiate as that would mean the price is below cost. And people understand that. But it wouldn't be easy when selling a service as it's your labor that is being sold and the value thereof is subjective. Right. Right. This, I feel like, was a very difficult point for us. um, And it still kind of is, like, us learning how to correctly price price. on our heads (laughs) yeah because you know like you said labor is definitely something that our labor is like what we're charging for but also like our experience and our knowledge and our skill sets is also another thing so for labor the way that we've done this is first we like set an amount of time that we think this service would take so for us let's say a certain project takes us eight hours now when we think about like how much labor that is, I think we like set an hourly rate to that. And then we obviously create 
like eight hours times thirty dollars an hour or whatever times and then two because there's times two, of two because there's two people and then that's like one of the parts of the pricing and then you have to think about your experience your knowledge and your skill sets that also go into that pricing yeah. as well as materials that are you you're using because for example us we have a service but also we might need equipment stuff or we might need props props and you know locations yeah. yeah like things like that also add up so we start to like slowly and those put are that things in. that you can absolutely explain like if someone is to say I don't want to pay that. That's ridiculous. One, you can say, okay, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. Two, and nobody should say that to you. It should be more of a conversation. If anyone comes up to you and says that, you don't want to work with them. Yeah. Number two, you can explain these things. Like, we have college degrees in X, Y, and Z, whatever. We have this many years of experience doing this. This many years of experience doing this. We have this equipment that we have to pay for. These props we have to pay for. We have to drive this place. We're young and give you a perspective on this, which you're not currently getting. We clearly already have new ideas, blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever. Like, you know, there's things that you can say. And that's all you can do is prove your worth. Yeah, it does suck that services are a little harder to prove. But that's the name of the game, proving your worth. When yeah. You provide services. Also, I think you need to be very confident in like in the things that you're offering and just state them in a way like sure negotiations fine. I think that that's a wonderful thing to think about and ha be prepared for. But at the same time, like start saying you know this is where I come at in at, and then if they have a question about okay what if we did it for this price and you'd be like why do you need it at that price like what is it about my pricing Let's that be you're transparent. yeah like what are you fearful of or what are you like questioning with your concerns and I don't know give me an example it could be I'm a startup and uh, I don't have any any budget for social content because that's what we do okay so let's say like my budget is low and I don't even know like how to how to know whether you did a good job or not like, why am I paying this much? I don't even know. So then there, you would say, okay, these are the services I offer. I have a degree in this. I am an expert at, let's say, Photoshop or, like, analytics or this whatever. This is my portfolio. This is my portfolio. These are the clients that I've worked with before. This is how much engagement I've given these past clients. You know, I gave them a full set of whatever, and it helped them reach a certain number. Like They sold X amount. Like, yeah. Giving people hard facts. Which also comes with, like asking for data and like things like that testimonials i'm trying to think of like in other services that aren't consulting yeah um i mean i think testimonials for any business yeah because then testimonials really help but even like when starting with your first clients you might have that those same questions and i think it's just a matter of something we've done to sort of prove our worth would be like free stuff like giving away small free things like free consultations or yeah. like your first, like, you know, businesses do this all the time. Like, your first order free or your first shipping free, like, depending on what you're doing, product or People service. People love free stuff. Yes. And it proves them that it works. Yeah. Also, with that in mind, though, like, don't, like, if you have a cleaning service, your first time shouldn't be for free. Yeah. But maybe say, like, I will give you a discounted price this time. And then if you like my service, I'll continue and we can do full price or whatever. It's like Ryan's Roses. Like, oh, we're, we just started and we're giving away flowers for Not the Ryan's local community. <laughs> Tactics, you guys. But yeah, like... They're there. Getting to the consumer or the clients in a way that, like, builds trust with them. So, like, that is how 
you don't necessarily have to negotiate so much anymore because you've already proven your worth from the beginning and the get-go. Yeah. Like, it's it's there. I want to give an example. There's this place called Smoke and Fire in, I think it's La Habra, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just opened, like, during quarantine. Like, during COVID, what they are opened. They? Um, it's like a, like a hot chicken place Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like raising canes but hot and it's sit down but their marketing incredible like everybody in the surrounding area that like lives in the surrounding area got ads on instagram and when you got in there was like a special deal the food's amazing there's vegan options no way and now we have to go (laughs) and then they have it's like a special though i think they like rotate them but um and like they just, like, they bring in that community, because there's nothing in that area, but they bring in that community to have something, like, cool and niche There's outdoor seating. Like, the other day we went, and they had, like, a Nacho Libre, like, painting done, and, like, an Anchorman painting. Like, they just... So good. Yeah, and they just, like, cater to their niche, and then they have, like, this challenge where if you eat, like, the spicy whatever, you get, like, a belt, and you get on their wall. Like, it's, like, this whole thing. And they're opening, like, two more locations. Already? already. Like, a real estate developer came in, liked the place, ate and the food. And was like, let's make you a Let's franchise. make something. That's so cool. Anyways, but yeah, that's just, like, a really good example of, like, working working to get going. Like, starting strong. Yeah. But that has nothing to do with setting your price as a service. <laughs> it's more proving yourself, proving your worth, and they did that. I think it is better to, I think, like, the question is, is it better to be firm or open? I think firm. I think being firm, Yeah. But definitely, like... Not being, like... This is my price and that's it. Just yeah. kind of, like... Understanding. Understanding where this person's coming from. If it's just, like, attacking and being, like... You're too expensive. What are, You're too expensive. Why are you too expensive? And then be, like, well, this is what I offer. Like, if you don't want it at this price, it's totally cool. Yeah. Just read people, you know? Because I think it's very... Some people are trying to take advantage of you. Some people are trying to take advantage, but other people really can't pay for you, but really want your service. And so, like, maybe yeah. you can get something out of it. For, there's an example that really pissed me off. In our case, one time, we, I was trying to help a friend, actually. And in this case, like, this friend just really... The way that they went about asking how, to, how like, how legit we are or whatever was, like, what did you guys major again in? And it's just, like... We're talking to you and giving you a plan and steps on what to do next already. Like, we've already given you that for free. Yeah. And now you want to ask us about whether or not we're, we're legit and capable after we've set a price with you. Like, that's ridiculous. I don't think that that's, like, Fair. that's very insulting. If people are insulting you when asking whether or not you're legit, I think, like, that's when you just kind of call it a quiz. After already taking information from Yeah. You. There's a, yeah, exactly. Know your boundaries when it comes to negotiating. Yes. Like, (laughs) say in your own head the lowest you would possibly go for whoever you're working with. Yeah. Okay, next question. Confidence in starting a business. You two are both clearly very confident and certain about both yourselves as well as what you do. What advice can you give to someone like me who is exactly the opposite? Example shy and eternally uncertain about themselves girl that's me too the fuck <laughs> yeah i mean ooh, it's I, funny that it, we come across that way because... yeah i'm like i don't want to like yes i think we are very confident and knowledgeable and obviously we know what we're 
doing to an extent. Yeah. But, like, there's always trial and error. So, like, even with networking, like, when COVID's done, we're going to be the shyest little girls in the room. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, there's things that we're uncertain about and we haven't experienced yet or tried to do yet together. So, we're going to have to perfect those things. Yeah. And be uncertain for a little while. Like, that's just... That's just how it is. Yeah. So advice, I would say, like, put yourself out there. Like, put yourself in positions where you can be more confident. Whether that's, like, just, like, honestly, this whole, like, question thing, I feel like you're being confident in, like, knowing what you want to do, like, in yourself. Whether this is a show of confidence to just us or to the whole world. Like, I don't think it matters. Like, you're being confident in knowing what you want to do. And asking about it. And being specific. Like, I think that already shows that, like, you are almost, like, there. You know, you just need, like, the extra push. And I think we're here to be, like, do it. You can do it. Um, But listen, like, I think, for example, for us, I think we're a very dynamic duo. Just because, like, I'm very much like you. I think I'm very shy and internally, like, just uncertain about the future and myself I'm consistently changing things and thoughts about myself and Sam I think is I mean maybe to herself she doesn't seem that way but I think like I see her as a very like steady like certain person that like really knows who she is and like knows what she wants and it's like cool to bounce back like bounce off of each other in that way because maybe like not that she's ever too confident or anything but like maybe probably (laughs) But maybe, like, I bring certain, like... Humble qualities. Not even just humble. Like, what's the word? Like, when approaching, like, a client or something, like, maybe I have the the perspective of, like, in case this doesn't work, <laughs> you know, like, this is plan B okay. versus just being, like, plan A is going to work. You know what I mean? Because, okay. like, it's True. good to have that both. But if you're just doing this alone, I think also, like, maybe just finding... I think that really helped for us. Did that make sense? (laughs) A thing that really helped us was having a mentor in the beginning. And I think that is like something everyone should have because it's almost like a backbone to your confidence. Like if you're ever in a position of like being like, okay, I'm not really sure if I should do this. Like maybe I need more information. Just like you're looking for information here, having someone in your everyday life that you can just contact and be like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think I should go about it this this way? Does this look good? Yeah, all that like... If you have that kind of a person to, like, bounce those ideas off of, I think that that's super helpful and it'll maybe gain more confidence for yourself because, you know, you might not – you might be seeing it one way, but someone else could be like, you know what, like, why are you even – like, why are you even asking me? This is amazing. Like, you just go ahead and do it. So I think finding people in your life that don't necessarily have to be in your business with you, just that can help you – you know, bounces ideas Different or perspectives. Per, yeah, like the perspectives. They can just, have the consumer perspective, or if you know someone who owns a business themselves, they or, can help you out some tips. Yeah, like honestly, and we're here for any questions you have. I mean, we might not be like mentor material quite yet, but you know, like, more than open to talk about anything. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I feel like especially if you like your love language is words of affirmation and you need that reassurance in your life, which sometimes can be toxic. But for businesses, I think it's always good to have reassurance from whoever it is, like your freaking partner, your business partner, your parents, your grandparents, whoever, just to say like, what do you think about what I'm doing? Like, do you think I'm on the right track here? Like, 
would you buy my service or whatever? Yeah. And that that will really help you just gain that extra level of, all right, I can do this, you know. Last question. You are two well-educated, intelligent, and eloquent ladies with good business smarts. But being frank, you are also both very pretty. How do you deal with business situations involving someone who has something other than business outcomes in mind? This question does not relate to me. I am just curious given your your respective gorgeousness. I will keep watching and hope these questions could be worth your time and responding. If not, thanks anyway for making these videos. I find them very useful and don't get why you don't have far more views as you deserve them. That's really kind of you to say. Very kind. We really appreciate that. This question's kind of funny. I don't know. It is kind of funny. I feel like we haven't haven't reached... Well, we also work with mostly women. Which is great. Like, I think that's... Part, part of That's like, our mission there. Yeah. Working with other women-owned businesses. And, but we have worked with a few men. men. I don't think they've ever been creepy or weird. Trying which... to take any advances or anything. Mm-mm. Which is nice, and we know that's not the case for everyone. But I feel like at some point, I think we're going to have to deal with that. And yeah. it's not that we haven't thought about it. <laughs> I mean, what is, how do you deal with it? I think it's just about we both will be able to read those situations uh, and I feel like we'll just weed them out. <laughs> like, yeah, I think really hone in on the business aspect. Like, just being like, okay, so does this price work for you? Or, you know, it depends on the situation, but just really honing in on our business, what we're actually offering. And if they can't get to that, then we leave. Yeah. I was going to say, I think we're like both, I mean, we're like boss women. I don't think that in the situation, this man, we're saying man, maybe it could be a woman. Could I don't know if I can know. They're a little too forward about certain things. I don't think we would sit there and be like, haha, yeah, like, <laughs> oh my God. I don't think we would just allow ourselves to be like spoken to in a certain way. I think we wouldn't shut it down like, hey, you need to fucking stop or yeah. you need to stop. But I think we would say, like, she which said, is annoying because yeah. we should be able to do that. But, but also at the same time, there might be a chance that you can switch. This person's thinking into being like, okay, no, they're serious. Like, let's right. not fuck around. We're like, we're still about the money. Like, it's like a curse and blessing that we would do that. Because I think at the same time, we're still trying to, like, be a business. And we have, like, I mean, at least I have, like, this thought process about, like, customer service. And I don't want to disrespect anybody. Yeah. Even, Especially if that's not their intentions and you just misconstruing it. Yeah. Depending on what's, you know, But you happening. know what? Some people are really creepy. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, like trying to revert back to like okay let's just talk about business like let's not like you're go sweet that way. Or... So like oh my god thank you and then be like okay well speaking of this speaking of how beautiful I am. speaking about beautiful um let's talk about your page how do we make it beautiful <laughs> all righty these were some very specific questions as you can tell but i hope that they generally gave some advice or help We appreciate you listening and having feedback. Like, this is feedback to us. Like, going into more detail about certain things. Yeah. Love that. Honestly, we want to do more of these. So, more questions. questions. Roll them in, Um, But, yeah, if you um, are still listening. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, We are going to be just having a quick little COVID update. Just life update. Quick chit-chat in the next segment so we'll see you in glowing hour
back in action. <laughs> Today, Mel has graced us with some whiskey sours. They look awful if you can see. Yeah, that was... Okay, look. Look, first of all, I'm vegan. Can't do no egg whites. Yeah. Tried some aquafaba. Nothing happened. There's just some aquafaba juice sitting in here. Mm. Don't know how that's going to be. And we've never made one, so... Yeah, we also put cinnamon in it because it's... The holidays. The holidays. Yeah, that's right. I'm not upset. Me either. <clears throat> I don't taste aquafaba anywhere. Alrighty. So, we just wanted to jump in, talk about COVID again, since things are rising once again in the US of A. If you're listening other places. It might be a different situation. And you're probably lucky. But maybe you want to hear what's going on in LA County. I don't know. Maybe you're curious. Maybe you're curious. Yeah, it's getting bad, guys. There's currently a, a, what do you call it? Stay-at-home order? Stay-at-home order. As I'm As your lo- home. She's here. <laughs> it is really only me and Logan, and other than Sam, we don't really see anybody else. Yeah, it's just my family, you know? So it's more like me and Sam are hopping from two houses that we live in, you know? Yeah, like the show must go on. We're being safe. safe. That's pretty much all there is to it for our personal yeah. lives. I mean... To an extent, I guess, like, the business, again, things are taking hits. People don't have money for marketing, especially places that rely on in-person. Right. Uh, like, restaurants or things of that nature. So, yeah, so there's a stay-at-home order. Our curfew's, like, 10 p.m. or something. Yeah. And no more, no more restaurants, outdoor dining? Nope. I don't know. My sister went to Elbows in Brea. Well, that's Orange County, and Orange County doesn't listen. Not that's talking any uh, any smack over there, but uh, they are uh, refusing to be- like believe that COVID basically exists and don't. As a county. As a county, I'm not saying people. Yeah. But you know, the people do live in the county, so the people do have a decision. Yeah, it's a lot more lenient in OC. I don't know. Did we write the book? Before we started the podcast or right when we started it or before? I think it was before, like right before we started our podcast. We'd written the book. We, if you guys don't know or haven't seen it, it's in our bio on our Instagram. Um, also on our, never mind, on our website. It's currently under construction. But it's on our bio. You can go download it for free. It's just a quick little guide on how to stay up to date on like your branding, and your marketing in general. Um, Just a quick, like, refresh. If you're also already, like, really far into your business, cool. But we also give you small tips depending on, like, where you are um, with your business, whether you're just launching in the middle of it or, like, fully successful. Yeah. Just quick reminders or, like, tips um, that could be helpful in these times. Yeah. To kind of help you continue your successful business. Yes. And it is a free resource, so I would take advantage of it. Super easy to read. We have graphics in it, and we've gotten some really good feedback on it. So if you own a business or want to, it's, Check it out. it's like it's free. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Get in on that. But yeah, I mean, just I guess revisiting some of those points that we talked about in the book and COVID-wise, it's just all about positions. Positioning. Positions for you. Switching them up. Keep your position in mind of what you're currently doing. Be empathetic and sympathetic towards your consumers 
and also just the world around you. We talked about things that you need as a consumer during this experience. So obviously masks was like the first thing that started popping off. So that was a good strategy for people who started with that, like kitsch. They really leaned into that. Experiences that your consumer is looking for. So now there's drive-through experiences for everything and like COVID safe, however safe you think they are, but COVID safe activities. So two big things in our first chapter, which was about COVID specifically, where we're building authenticity and trust with your consumer. And this is basically stating keeping your consumer in mind based off of like what they're currently going through, how you may help. Also, how can you better assist them during this time, whether that be like certain deals or, you know, charitable work, that kind of stuff. And then there's also like the social awareness aspect of it, which I feel like most of the companies now are being very on top of that point whether that being enforcing certain safety precautions or having a certain influence on their consumers mm-hmm. and like acting in a safe safe way I guess I don't know I should say that like staying in business in a safe way in a safe environment which yeah. like all the things that Sam said like adapting to a certain like protocol now yeah staying up to date with protocols changing your business hours or yeah your seating whatever the case is and then as a consumer supporting smaller businesses if you can because those are the ones that are getting hurt right now yeah and i feel like a lot of people are doing a good job of that especially product based yeah but if you are a small business that's product based i would say invest in your marketing during this time because people are shopping online mostly because malls are closed so uh do your best to do online marketing ads on instagram having promos on shipping taking cool campaign photos hire us (laughs) get yourself some mel and sam to help you out you know we're a small business too. <laughs> but get yourself tested, guys. If you need any free testing, if you're in LA and you need some free testing sites, check out this company called Curative. They have free testing, whether or not you have insurance. It's the one that's at the Dodger Stadium that everyone goes to, but I don't recommend going to the Dodger Stadium. I went there for testing last week and I was there for two hours waiting in line. They have a lot of other places. I think it's just like people know that the Dodger Stadium's open and don't want to do more research than that but that same company does it a bunch of places in LA is that the nose swabs? and it's the mouth swab which Hmm. people have their opinions about how effective that is or how accurate it is I think it's fine it's a lot of conspiracies in general about the testing dude no my uh Who was it? Someone went to test and they missed their date for some reason. And a day later after the test, they got a call or they got like a message that said that their test was positive. And she was like, I didn't even take the test. So how is this possible? Like who took my test? And that's sketchy because... It's like, what's the miscommunication there? Yeah. But then there's like stories like me where like I've gone tested like now like four times and they're all negative. So there's also the news of antibodies now, guys. You can go and get your blood drawn and get tested to see if you have antibodies. What have you been doing during COVID to stay busy? Well, it just gives people the ideas. So I think like in the beginning of COVID, when it first hit, like in March, 
Bro, or if were... I guess February, because that's where it was when I was. It started in Seattle when I was in Seattle, so it was getting crazy in February. You were locked up. I, you know, Logan and her sister and I and her boyfriend, we were all on this kick of like, yeah, we're going to take this time to be like healthy and do all the things that we want to do. And that happened for a minute, and then we moved, and now I'm just like a lazy No, fuck. don't lie. We did Chloe Ting for a month. Yeah, but that was a... Yeah. Yeah, I guess That's pretty right. good. Yeah. Like a month and a half. I feel really awful now these days, so I think I'm gonna... I want to reset everything, and... <laughs> no, this month, like this week. I want to start waking up in the mornings and doing yoga again. I know. We were because doing so well for a second. I don't feel good in my body anymore. Not necessarily like physically. It's just like I feel kind of like sluggish. And I haven't stretched my legs and like my body in general in a really long time. And I feel very tense. So that is something that I want to do. And I feel achy and I don't want to feel like this. Mm. So stretching. I want to drink less coffee, which... Okay. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, come on. And then journaling. I really want to get into my journaling again and just take this. Since we're like an an actual kind of more lockdown now, take more time for myself and like really hone in on that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, we were doing the Chloe Ting thing and then life hit the ceiling and I stopped working out. Like I was trying to get into like the, I told myself three times a week at least I'm going to do at least two videos or something or at least one video and then life hit the fan and I was like, oh. That's not. I'm gonna put that on the back burner. Yeah, I want to get back into that too. So yeah, maybe I'll start that, but not this week. I feel tired. Yeah, same. But I feel tired because I'm not doing it. So yeah, that's also like it's just a big old big old mess. <laughs> big old mess. Yeah, I think starting with sleep, a sleep thing, because I went to bed late last night, like twelve. Yeah, same. It's not okay. No. Like I need to go to bed at like ten. We Logan and I started like the waking up early thing. We woke up at like six forty-five. No, seven, I think. Which like is not that. It's relatively not that. It's early. Like a normal early. It's like time. a normal early time, I guess. But we got up. I was so fucking sleepy. I could not like get myself to like feel normal until like nine a.m. And I didn't fall asleep. Like I didn't fall back asleep, so it made it only worse. Yeah. To like stay up, it was just a mess. Yeah. I have no energy lately for anything. I'm positive. I feel like I'm out of my uh, depressive episodes, so that's great. We're on the up and up. And we're up and up Ladies until and I'm down again. So shut up. That's not even. You don't. Have <laughs> That's to how go. depression works sometimes. Well, it can be a short in episodes. Down. It can be a short down episode, like a day. Yeah, it could. I've been watching lots of true crime, like Candy Crush. You still haven't watched Lovecraft Country, huh, bitch? I watched one episode. Yeah. And Christian liked it, and I said I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you need to watch it again. He was like, that was, like, really good. And I was like, I was playing Candy Crush. Bitch! Catch up because that shit's good. I recommend 10 out of 10, guys. Lovecraft Country on HBO. If you got HBO, I know it's expensive. Worth it for the show. Just binge it. Do the free trial. Watch The Undoing. Literally. Big Little Lies. Euphoria. Wait for Euphoria to come back out. Pay for that. And then... Pay for those three shows and then you can maybe just clock out for a little bit yeah and then come back when they come back out with more stuff yeah i think working out is like the biggest one i'm excited to christmas shop i'm gonna be spending a lot of time on our website oh that's another thing we're yeah. gonna be doing lots of youtube video tutorials on getting better at wix because we just upgraded our site and it's exciting all the things you can do truly truly I'm trying to remember us like in the first episode we did 
Maybe the second one. Because the first one didn't even hit YouTube. It was just on Instagram. It's technically the second episode. We were just like so excited. <laughs> Which like not that we're not excited now, but we're just like Dude, we recorded the first episode three times. Girl, we were probably four times? like four or five times, I, I think. Because we had like three versions of one of them and then the first time we recorded the sound wasn't on. I remember that. Okay, I think the first three times we recorded, we were like, I don't like how we said the story. <laughs> like, I don't like how we explained that. Like, that didn't come out cute. We should we should do a reaction. Yeah, we like, should. Like, just a YouTube video, like, not our podcast or anything. Right now? Yeah. Okay. We should. Okay, stay tuned for that. <laughs> but uh, I think that's it for we today's have really episode. nothing much to talk about. We'll probably pre-record a ton of episodes since it's the holidays. But yeah, let us know how often you want these, if you want more of them, if you want less of them. We'll see you guys in next week's episode.